Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling. It's Tuesday, November 17th, 2020. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Call him. Make an appointment. That's what I did 27 years ago. I've never looked back. I've never gone to another dentist. 317-849-2933 is the number. There's so much to talk about. I don't know where to begin. Greg Marshall has resigned as the head coach at Wichita State. I was listening to the Dan Dockich radio show on 107.5 The Fan here in Indianapolis a little bit earlier today. Dan, of course, does a, uh, a great job as a college basketball analyst for ESPN. He's a head coach at Indiana University and before that at Bowling Green University. And Dan says quite a bit that the media always gets it wrong. And so we don't really know what to believe where it concerns Greg Marshall, or we shouldn't know what to believe in the allegations that have caused him to resign. And by the way, Greg Marshall isn't going to go hungry because he's resigned. Over the next six years, he's going to be paid $7.75 million by Wichita State. But here's the thing, and and this is what I say to Dan, is that the media gets it wrong in the absence of what's right. The media doesn't go out of its way to go get things wrong. They're not trying to get it wrong about Kelvin Sampson or about his departure at at Bowling Green or about things that Knight did or about what Greg Marshall did. What the media does is take all the facts it can gather, put them together into a coherent narrative, and they advance that. And they do their best to find the facts as they exist or existed. Now, if there are people with intimate knowledge of what happened, and they ain't talking, then the media, by default, is going to miss some things. And that's the way it works. If nobody corrects what's incorrect in media reports, or if nobody informs media, or if media calls, if like Myron Metcalf calls, writer Jeff Borzello, they call, and they say, hey, what happened? I can't talk about that, goodbye. Or they just refuse to take the call, then you're going to get some stuff wrong. It seems as though what's being reported is that Greg Marshall did some pretty scurrilous things. Punched a player. If you believe that, that's problematic. Shaming a player. I don't know about all that. You know, uh, athletes suffer far worse than that. Anyway, Greg Marshall's out at Wichita State, and he's going to get a whole lot of money. Uh what do the players do? I guess some players have rallied around him, but a bunch of players had bolted earlier this spring. Um, choose to believe what you choose to believe, but know that Greg Marshall's not going to go hungry at the age of 57. He got a giant pile of walking away money, and he's going to be okay. If you're a big fan of Greg Marshall's, good. If you're not a big fan of Greg Marshall, you're, you're happy that the players aren't going to have to kind of exist with the level of abuse that reportedly uh, players over the years have sustained at his hand and at his tongue. So there you go. Uh, Greg Marshall out at Wichita State. But blaming the media for getting stuff wrong, if you have information that could have allowed them to get it right, you know, what are we doing, right? The, The media can only be as informed as those who are in the room allow them to be. That's the way it works. If it's not important to you that the media is well-informed, then you don't talk to the media. But if you want them to get it right, you help them get it right. Uh, Theo Epstein, leaving the Chicago Cubs as the president of baseball operations. 
this was not a shock to me. Everybody knew that Theo was going to leave at the end of the 2021 season with the expiration of his contract. Everybody knew that. And so Theo, it was thought, was going to go through one more year and, and kind of have Jed Hoyer under his wing and move him forward into a place where he would get the job and, and the Cubs would be able to move seamlessly through this transition. What happens to people in that process is that people like Theo Epstein, who absolutely need to be pot committed to do their job, they need to be absolutely wired in 24-7 to get their job done and done right and feel good about doing their job in that way. It became clear to Theo Epstein that he wasn't going to be able to do that. It is really hard once you decide that uh, a a subordinate, I don't know if it's subordinate's the wrong word, but somebody with whom you work closely is ready to take your position, it is really, really hard to remain as wired in, as keyed in, as you need to be to do your job at a high level. And that's what Theo Epstein needed. He didn't have it, didn't think he was going to get it back. And so the transition to Jed Hoyer is going to occur at the end of this week. It's going to occur on November 20th. Hoyer's going to take over the whole shoot match, and he's got a lot of big decisions to make. Chief among them, what do you do? How do you choose between the assets, the players that the Cubs have right now, whose contracts expire in the near future? Uh, Chris Bryant, they've got him signed through 2021. Do you extend Chris Bryant? What about Kyle Schwarber? What about Javi Baez? All of those guys, their contracts expire at the end of 2021. I think Wilson Contreras is a year beyond that, but you've got to factor in what you're going to do with Wilson Contreras. What are you going to do with Jason Hayward, who's still under contract for a good long time and at a very expensive price? What do you do about Kyle Hendricks and you Darvish? You've got a lot of decisions to make. The fun stuff happened when Theo took the job, right? When Theo took the job, the Cubs were a dumpster fire. Jim Henry had run them aground in trying to save his job, totally pilloried the farm system, dealt spare parts and the future to go get guys like Rich Harden. Hey, Rich Harden, we got Rich Harden. Hey, we got Matt Garza, we got Matt Garza. You know what I mean? The, the farm set, because the farm system is not going to help a major league general manager keep his gig. The farm system was torched. Then Theo takes over and, and he's got a deep wallet and he's got a lot of time, uh, some run up, right? It was going to take time. And I'm sure when he interviewed with Tom Ricketts, he said, look, this is a deal. We think it's going to bear fruit maybe in 2015. He took the job in 2011. So he had four years of building through the draft and building that farm system without anybody holding him accountable whatsoever for the on-field antics of his losing Chicago Cub teams. And then in 15, the switch flipped, right? Actually, late 2014, where Joe Madden kind of engineered his own demise with the, uh, his own exit with the Tampa Bay Rays and became available for the Chicago Cubs. You put Madden in there, and all of a sudden, the grooves were greased for the Chicago Cubs to explode into a, uh, a virtually unprecedented period, going back at least 100 years, an unprecedented period of growth and victories 
and winning and celebrations culminating in the 2016 World Championship. So Theo Epstein, this this wasn't a, a Tom Ricketts engineered thing immediately because I'm not a huge fan of Ricketts. I thought, you know what? This is Ricketts. He's upset. He wants not to spend money. Theo wants him to spend money. This is these guys coming at each other like this. And Theo's saying to hell with it. I'm not putting up with it. I led your team to a World Series. I, I reversed the curse in Boston as well. I am a genius, and you are getting in the way of my genius. That's not the way it was. And if you read the letter that Theo wrote to uh, the, his Chicago Cubs family, you, you kind of got an idea of what was going on. And that's just that it's really hard to stay plugged in 110% when you know your days are numbered within an organization. It is really difficult to have that level of discipline. And Theo, Theo's got money. He ain't ever going to need to work again if he doesn't want to. He does want to work again, but he doesn't want to do it this summer. So uh, Theo, absolutely, you know what, job well done. And thank you very much for the job that you did, which gave us a lot of joy and led to me, embarrassingly, on Fat Dan's, the Chicago-themed place uh, in, in Broad Ripple there on North College, led to me when the Cubs beat the Dodgers to go to the World Series. I bawled like a, like a two-year-old for about 20 minutes, had my head on the bar at Fat Dan's, just absolutely convulsing with joyous tears. It was embarrassing. I was there with some friends. I was like, man, but I didn't care because I'm thinking about my dad. I'm thinking about my mom. I'm thinking about all the people who over the generations didn't get to experience that. And we did. I did in that moment. So there I am. <laughs> Sheesh. Anyway, I think it was the last time I cried. I don't cry often, but that night I absolutely cried like a baby. When they won the world championship, no tears. But when they qualified for the World Series, I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. My dad saw World Series play in his lifetime. The last time was when he was 16. And, and then in fits and spurts in, you know, 68 and 69, 70, 71, 72, 77, uh, 78, a little bit, uh, 84, 89, 98, 03, obviously, um, 07, 08. You, you kind of got excited, 15-2, and had those hopes dashed. So, you know what? If I bawled, I bawled. I'm not ashamed of it. Jim Valvano gave us license, right, when he, he gave his speech at the ESPYs. They say you got to cry, you got to learn, you got to laugh. That's a full day. All right. I had a full day that day. Um, let's talk about IU student-athletes. Good news out of Indiana University today. 91% of uh, student-athletes graduated. In, in the time that they spent at IU in the most recent uh, period. That's great news. The, the kids, I got no problem with, with a university profiting from a student athlete's use on their campus, right? As long as they uphold their part of the bargain. And their part of the bargain is degrees and an education. And that Indiana is fulfilling that, prom uh, that promise makes me feel good because there are schools in plenty of them that aren't, especially with revenue sports like football and basketball. At least they aren't meaningful degrees. We even saw that at North Carolina, right? Uh, Butler's going to host Northern Kentucky on December 6th at Hinkle Fieldhouse, still going ahead with plans 
to have Henkel 25% full for these games that are held there. And the NCAA, we didn't talk about it yesterday. I had things. I got appointments, baby. I got opportunities. So we didn't have it inside Indiana sports yesterday. But we found out yesterday that Indianapolis is uh, being discussed as the location for the entire NCAA tournament uh, this March. All of March Madness right here in Marion County. I cannot wait. I hope that that comes to pass. And I hope the, the NCAA says, you know what? Let's just do that. Let's not, let's not have sub-regionals and regionals all over the damn place and rotate Indianapolis into the mix. Let's just have this thing as an Indianapolis-based party for two and a half, three weeks right here. Hotels full of basketball fans, restaurants, bars filled, arenas filled. Let's have some fun with this thing and turn it into an Indianapolis joint. How about that? I think that'd be fantastic. Mason Miller, by the way, the Indiana University target, it was thought that Mason Miller was going to make his uh, announcement tomorrow as to where he was going to attend school and play basketball. He, of course, the son of Mike Miller. Um, that's probably put off to Monday. He's got a Zoom meeting, according to pigs.com, a Zoom meeting with IU tomorrow and then Monday. He's like ranked is 60th-ish in the class of 2021. A really good shooter. He's 6'9". He's skinny. He's been around the block because his dad knows everything there is to know about basketball. So there you go. It's down to Creighton and Indiana. And if I, I what the hell kind of a life is this? Creighton? How, how do you not choose Creighton or Indiana over Creighton? 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 For God's sake. Indiana Creighton, that should never come up as a battle for some kids' services, for God's sake. If you're Indiana, you got to go get this guy, Creighton. Goodness sake. Uh, tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, bright and early. We've been doing it at 7 o'clock this week. It'll be right at about 7 o'clock tomorrow on Facebook Live, and then immediately thereafter on Periscope and Twitter. I cannot wait to talk to you then. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best that there is, so go to him. Get, take control of your dental health. 317-849-2933.